Hello, everyone, and welcome back to podcast number three. Thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, this has been a wonderful, fun experience. I'm learning a ton, excited. I'm getting all kinds of feedback and information and excited that you're here. Uh, first thing, I want to be sure and thank my sponsors for this broadcast, and that is going to be Jenny Blanton. She's going to take care of all of your real estate needs within Central North Carolina. So if you are buying or selling something in the Raleigh-Durham, Cary, Samford area, be sure and look her up and give her a call and see if she can't help you out. And my second sponsor is Dogwood & Company. They specialize in high-end construction um, of luxury homes, primarily in the Cary, North Carolina area, and also high-end remodeling. So if you have a remodeling project or you're looking to build something new, be sure and give them a call and see if they can't help you out. So this podcast, we're going to focus on cabinets and appliances and a couple of other items that I think are really important in your building process. One of the elements of this particular podcast, Designers Lane, is to give you my point of view of what happens during the process from beginning to end. Um, I have notes that I'm going to read. We're going to talk about those details. And then we're also going to look at some photographs and pictures, give you a little bit of an education and give you some information. So when you're making decisions for your project, you have a better understanding and you're happy with it, and it's a win-win for everyone, and you can enjoy the process. Let's start with cabinets. Uh, cabinets right now, time framing is taking longer, for sure. Uh, before, the physical cabinets would take, you know, two or three months to get in, to get made. Gosh, now it could take eight months, 10 months for these cabinets to get made and then physically built. Um, Production cabinets uh, or pre-manufactured pre cabinets aren't quite taking as long, but the custom cabinets, which are physically made in the shop, are definitely taking longer because one, either you have to order in the doors or they make the door, so that takes time. And then the biggest thing is everything is drawn out on a plan. Um, it's the CAD. There's that C-A-D word again, computer-aided design. Highly recommend doing this because you're able to see everything, understand it, review it, and look at it to make sure everything fits that's in there. Now, you may ask, what is the difference between um, custom and pre-manufactured? The big difference between the two are your choices. Uh, custom cabinets, you're going to be able to size them, build them to fit anything that you need to do. Uh, if you have a Five foot um, span width, you're going to be able to have it specifically in there. If you have a 30 foot span, you're going to be able to have that. Your choices are going to be greater, um, your door styles, and also your colors. You can open up a fan deck from Sherwin-Williams, pick out high reflective white or pick out sedate gray, um, pick out pink. Uh, send it to the shop. They do a strike off a sample for you and you're able to review it and look at it and make sure that it's the color that you want. It's the right white. It's the right blue or the right, the correct gray that you have in there. With pre-manufactured cabinets, you're more limited on your colors. You could have um, anywhere from four or five up to maybe 15 or 20. Uh, uh, some of the, the companies I've seen usually start right around that 15 or 20 count. And then, but the majority of them are a little bit smaller. 
the the big element is you can save some bucks. You can definitely help your budget um, out by using pre-manufactured cabinets. And if you're going with a typical color, they work. Um, that's in there. They're not bad. Uh, some projects I mix uh, custom in the kitchen and the master bathroom, then I will use secondary cabinets uh, or pre-manufactured cabinets in the secondary spaces. So guest bath two, three, and four. Um, but in the, the powder room, an area that's going to be really visual for you, probably land a little bit more custom because that's an area that you want to pop. You want to have a lot of wow to it. So that's definitely um, a dramatic space that you'd want to consider uh, having that custom and um, sort of budget and then make the time allowance for that application. Uh, we talked about the execution is taking just so much longer than it did before. Please take that into consideration. Uh, once you get your plans back from your contractor, from your architect, I'd go ahead and start uh, figuring out what you're going to do, how you're going to do it, what's the layout is going to be. Um, that in itself could take a couple of months to, to execute and to have. So if you start playing with that, get some inspiration pictures online, communicate with your designer and your cabinet maker, your goal that you're looking for, that will absolutely certainly help with the time frame and making that happen. Um, the other element that's really important are your finishes. Um, you have uh, not only the color that you're going to use, and we also have stain. Uh, and then let's, you know, kind of remember that stain is definitely making a comeback. Uh, not everything is a painted finish, but within, let's call it the painted finish, you have different sheens. It can be flat, which no one typically uses on cabinets. You can have more of a satin finish, which is going to have a little bit of a sheen to it, or you can have a little bit more of a glossy finish. Um, and if you have more of a modern style or contemporary style, you may choose to do high gloss. Um, high gloss is going to have a really strong sheen to it. Uh, often it's called a mirror finish. That is really important because you can't have any bugs landing on that when it's being painted or, you know, paintbrush hairs. It's typically sprayed. Uh, it's uh, painted in an environment, um, a paint booth where there's no dust, there's no lint. And then once it's dried, it's actually baked on. So the finish is really, really strong. So those finish details absolutely matter and play a really important part on the detail in your cabinet layout and whether or not it's going to be more modern or whether or not it's going to be a little bit more traditional. Uh, really important to know. Uh, we have to also give our specs for plumbing, for your appliances, and your sinks all have to go to the cabinet manufacturer. This is where we look at all of them and make sure that we get those submitted and the cabinets are placed. Uh, and you may say, well, what does it really matter what size sink that I use? Well, actually it makes a huge difference. Um, I've had some recent projects where the sink was a little bit larger than 18 or 19 inches and it, um, sort of the standard width of say uh, um, a sink in your bathroom uh, is about anywhere from 17 to 19 inches. Well, this one was a little bit larger and it was an undermount sinks, which means it mounted under your countertop. So it had the, the, the round part that you look down into was seamless and smooth. Well, that sink was a little bit larger than the cabinet. And it was a holy cow moment when they went to install the sink and the countertops, it didn't fit, had to do some cutting in the countertop to make it happen. Uh, that could have been eliminated and certainly made easier 
if the cabinet maker would have had that spec on the front side and knew that the sink was a little bit larger. Therefore, the cabinet base, the carcass would have been a little bit larger or we could have had to reselect the sink, which sometimes is definitely a little bit easier that's in there. Uh, it's easy to get excited when you see really cool sinks out there and you don't pay attention to what the size is. And many, many applications, especially in the bathrooms where you have a little bit tight space or it's a little bit more conservative, we absolutely have to pay attention to the size of these sinks, especially if they're an undermount. If they um, are top mount or self-rimming, we have a little bit more play, but that's super important. And then also we have to be very aware that behind that sink, you have to get that faucet in there. Um, so we need to make sure that there's, you know, three or four inches behind that sink. Um, and also one thing to consider uh, since we're talking about bathrooms is uh, sink bases or cabinet bases come in uh, primarily two different depths. You're going to have a shallower basin for your master, which is typically 21, 21 and a half inches deep. And then in your kitchen, around your base, it's usually 24 inches deep. Uh, that is a huge difference sometimes. And often people think that everything is the exact same size. It's not. Um, you have two different depths. Primarily, any kitchen, any bar area is going to be deeper. It's going to be right around that 24, 24 and a half inches deep. And anything in your master bath or your primary baths are going to be shallower. That's going to be more around 21 inches deep. So you have to also take that into consideration when you're picking out your um, plumbing fixtures and also when you're picking out your cabinets. Um, also something to consider when you have full on custom cabinets, you get to pick the depths. I'm having a flashback right now on a current project uh, here in Cary, North Carolina. The um, the left and the right side of the range, we quite didn't have 24, 24 and a half inches deep before corner of a wall. But since it was a custom cabinet, we were actually able to shorten that depth a little bit. Visually, you can't tell it because we cut out and did a bump out. Um, spice racks on the left and the right side of the range. So visually, it's absolutely beautiful. It looks like it was designed with that element. But we had a challenge during the process that the the depth of the cabinets were a little bit deeper than the walls. And you absolutely do not want your cabinets coming out past the outside corner of your walls. And you don't want your countertops to come out past that either. They need to usually be in line with that. So you absolutely have to plan for that happening. So remember, custom pre-manufactured cabinets. It's okay to mix the two that's in there. Uh, there's definitely a price difference between the two. There's probably also a little bit of a time difference. Custom is going to take a little bit longer than the pre-manufactured, but definitely a great way to save a few dollars in there. Um, hood styles are really important. Uh, you can have them floating, which means that there's no cabinets to the left and right of them. Uh, that uh, element is beautiful if you're going to do some sort of tile on that whole back wall, uh, or you can have the cabinets physically touch the hood on the left and the right side. Uh, again, inspirational pictures play a really important part when you send these to your designer or your cabinet maker to have a really good idea. You also have the uh, availability to do stainless steel hoods. Uh, I, I feel like the majority of the stainless steel hoods are probably starting to trend out. They are definitely more of a contemporary, modern look. Uh, it matters your ventilation, what that hood's going to go up into that 
um, hood itself. It's, it's called an insert because it has to fit. And there's been multiple applications where the vent itself or the ventilation is too big and it does not fit in the hood. So it's important for those two elements of the process of the design to know what they are and have a little bit of flexibility to change the insert that goes in the hood. Honestly, you can't see it unless you're underneath it. Uh, the biggest thing for me is to make sure it works. Uh, there is a CFM. It's the amount of air that circulates up into the hood. If you have a, uh, a 36, 48, or 60-inch range, there's going to be a requirement that forces you to have a hood that sucks enough air up into it. Um, it's the CFM. It moves it around to make sure that that is classified. You also need to make sure that the bottom of your hood is a proper distance away from the top of your cooktop. There is code and your range that you choose for that will dictate what that needs to be. So make sure you follow that um, and you will be absolutely okay. Appliances. Uh, oh my goodness, like lighting, they have come such a big, big distance, um, a, long, a long, long, long ways, a long, long time. Uh, with that, they have added a price tag to appliances. If you do uh, more of a chef style, more of a custom kitchen, you definitely need to make that allowance and you need to do that proper budgeting uh, for your appliances. And also remember right now, um, the, the, the big box companies or the larger companies are taking upwards of 11 to 12 months to get some of these appliances in. Um, that means that you have to know what appliances you're going to use, get those to the cabinet maker, get those confirmed and get them ordered uh, because it's taking such a long time to get them in. And you certainly don't know ahead of time whether or not you've got I don't know, 12 months to wait for them to come in. I mean, gosh, that's such a long time. So, which is again, why I encourage you to start planning and then understand what appliances you're going to use so you can absolutely work with them. Now, I'm going to walk you through Thermador. These are Thermador appliances. I've absolutely, they're one of my favorites, wanted to talk about, show you some pictures. Hopefully they're going to pop up of um, some of their details. And so you kind of get an idea. You don't have to go with Thermador. You could certainly go with, you know, Wolf or Viking. Um, but wanted to show you some pictures of what works. Um, right now on the screen is refrigeration. Uh, refrigeration obviously is anything that is going to cool your product for you that you put in your kitchen or your wet bar. Um, starting on the left side, you have what's called a column. And then this has your ice dispenser and your water dispenser on your door. Um, this again can either have, this shows a stainless steel panel, so you can have a stainless steel or you can actually do a wood panel that matches your cabinets. And this particular unit, this column can be different sizes. It can be 18, 24, or 30 inches wide. Keep that in mind for your design. If you want it to be very symmetrical, you may want um, two 24 inches. So therefore your freezer is 24 inches and your refrigerator is 24 inches. Add the two together, that's gonna give you 48. Um, again, not insulting, I'm sure we all know how to do basic math. 
the next one is the bottom freezer refrigeration. This is typically 36 inches. Um, some of them you can get 42. Um, the freezer is going to be on the bottom. Uh, this is a little bit more old school. So you pull out that freezer box and your ice and everything is in the bottom. You have your door swing that's on the top. Again, this can either hinge on the right, hinge on the left. A cabinet guy needs to know what size the refrigerator is going to be because these are all built in. So they're very smooth and very flush with your cabinets. The big element to remember with this type of refrigerator is you have to make sure that you have clearance from the refrigerator to an island or what's behind you. I like to at least have 48 inches from the face of this refrigerator to any other cabinet. You need to be able to open that door and easily move back and forth. Um, in that space. One of the reasons this is a little bit tougher is because it takes up a little bit more space. But if you like this single door uh, on the top, make sure you have the space. The next one is wine refrigeration. Absolutely beautiful. It's tall. And then by the way, these are all about 84 inches tall. This I believe comes in about 24 inches wide approximately. So has a beautiful look, holds a lot of wine. Same thing. This can move into uh, a wine cellar. It can move in if it, you don't necessarily want it in your kitchen. It could also move into a wet bar. Great planning. This holds a ton of wine. So you definitely need to be a wine drinker to be able to utilize it and budget. This this bad boy could be $10,000, $12,000. They are not inexpensive, but truly spectacular. Same thing. You can do wood paneling all the way around it and have the glass in the center, or you can do the stainless steel. Uh, one of the things I think is spectacular with this and also with the other Thermador appliances is they have exaggerated um, handles that you can open them up. They're not small. They have the professional look. The next one to the right is the, it says freestanding refrigeration, but this certainly can be built in as well. This is more of a true French door, which means you can pull it apart and then you have your ice box on the bottom. This works extremely well when you have the narrower space. Uh, remember when we just spoke about how if you need to have that distance when you open up the doors to your island or your next, this works. You don't need as much space. Stunning, absolutely beautiful. This typically needs to be mostly stainless steel on the face, although you can also do wood panels. Then the last one is the refrigeration columns. Again, these are 1824, um, 30 inches wide right now. So you could in fact, have a 30 inch refrigerator and a 30 inch freezer, which gives you a total of 60 inches, um, which is five feet. Absolutely beautiful and amazing. Need to make sure that you have the space for it, but if you can, it's am amazing, amazing. Uh, Thermador will put their water and ice features on the door. Uh, and you also have to think about, you know, how important is that to you? It's definitely a smoother and cleaner look when you do not have it on the door. But if you choose not to have the dispenser showing, they do have it on the inside and you can open the door up and have ice water. And then same thing uh, with your ice, you can open up the ice maker and then scoop out and dispense the ice. Beautiful. Definitely consider your refrigeration appliances in your package, in your budget, and in your allowances. And then please don't forget them in your cabinets. Your cabinet maker will be so thrilled and love you so much and maybe bake you a cake.
Now, the next element is just to kind of go through some pictures of other cook cooktops and other appliances from Thermador. And then what I've done is just um, sent over some pictures, kind of talk a little bit about what we have. Um, right now, I am looking at an induction cooktop. This is one of the new technologies that we have. It's electric. It's great in an area if you're in a condo stack that doesn't allow gas. Um, you know, we often forget some of these new places, condos, they don't allow gas. You have to have electricity. Um, this is actually done by magnets. Um, you have to have a stainless steel cooking bowl or pan or something. And underneath it, it uses magnets. It uses a technology that the top doesn't necessarily get hot, but it um, heats up and then cooks all of the materials that's in there. Very clean, very sleek. I think this leans a little bit more contemporary modern. But if you do not have an application where you can do gas, this works. And in the back of that, I just noticed that's your uh, ventilation. That draws your air down so that you push a button that's in the kind of the top right, if you're able to see that. And it raises up about 18 inches and draws all the air down. So the smelly fish or, you know, any type of uh, fumes that that puts out, it's able to pull down and it um, does an amazing job and works. And this also comes in a couple of different sizes, either 30 or 36 inches. Not quite sure they have it in 42 yet, but it will certainly be coming out. The next slide is magnificent. This shows multiple features. So let's take a hot second and review this. Um, the big thing is right in the dead center in the back of this kitchen is a 48 inch range. This looks like it is um, the Harmony, which the um, Thermidor has to, they have ProGrand and they have ProHarmony. Harmony is going to sit a little bit shallower. It's not going to be as deep as ProGrand. Uh, so it's not going to project out into the room. This is 48 inches. You're going to have on uh, my left an 18 inch oven, and then you're also going to have a 30 inch oven. So you have two, they operate completely different. You also get to pick out the color of your handles. They can be blue, they can be stainless steel, they can be red, absolutely gorgeous and magnificent. Then above this is the ventilation. They custom made a hood and they have an insert. And this is what we talked about earlier that the um, the cabinet maker, the person who's making the hood, or if you get a separate hood, they need to know what that ventilation is gonna be so they can accommodate the size of that. If you move over to the one side, you actually have uh, multiple doors of refrigeration. Now they did panel ready, um, which means that the cabinet panel physically affixes to the refrigerator and it's a little bit more of a seamless look. You have to buy your handles, your hardware separately. These are called appliance poles. Look amazing, look beautiful. And then how about that right next to it is the wine refrigerator and chiller. They chose to do wood paneling around it. You can still see the wine inside. They have that amazing blue light. So you can light it up if you want to see what's in there. And then right next to that is their um, beverage or espresso maker. And then that can make coffee for you or it can make um, espresso. Uh, very, very nice built in. Typically, that's going to be around 30 or 36 inches off the floor. Stunning. Amazing. Love all the way that looks. Now, our next slide that we have is called a cooktop. This is gas. 
Uh, this is not going to be as deep. This is physically going to set in the top of your countertop. You're going to have granite or countertop material in front of it. Uh, this can, again, be around 36 inches. You may be able to get it to 42. Uh, this particular one has a burner in the middle, so you can actually cook five things at once. What they do not show here, um, and it's actually, it's down, it's low, is the ventilation. You see that in the back, how it's recessed down. Just because you do this um, cooktop, it doesn't mean that you don't have ventilation. So definitely keep that in mind. Great look, minimalistic. If you have gas, this is a great way to go. Our next slide is the refrigeration columns. And we just talked about those. So remember, these come in different sizes. This does not have the, uh, the ice maker or the water, water element on the outside. Absolutely beautiful, clean look. And then this is a range top. Uh, this does not show countertop in the face of it. This is going to sit down in the granite. So your granite or your countertops are going to is going to stop on the right side and on the left side. And then you're going to have this beautiful, thick, chunky detail. Uh, beautiful, nice. You can have drawers, cabinets below it. Remember, you have to have a, um, a separate detached wall ovens when you do this. It does not come with ovens below it. But if you don't like that um, heavier look of the, the range that's in there, this is a great option for you to go. Again, I, I can't stress enough the delays on these um, uh, appliances that they're taking a little bit of time. So if you're thinking about these and consider them, please, please, please uh, keep that in mind. Okay, we're going to talk about how they play in the cabinet design. Um, there are definitely new styles and they are a um, little bit more modern. That is with the, the top that we talked about and the, um, the electric. So that absolutely works. So the next item I would love to discuss with you is going to be the windows. Um, windows, exact same thing. They can take six to eight months to get in. It's extremely important to go to your window store, go to um, whoever you're going to choose, the vendor that you're going to work with on, um, on choosing your windows, and get those finalized, get those priced out, and get them ordered as soon as you have your final drawings, as soon as you have your engineering, and you know what they're going to be because they're taking just time to get in. Uh, there are multiple types of windows. You have black exterior, you have white exterior, you have off-white exterior. Um, who knows, in another month, they'll probably have purple exterior. Uh, you can plan all of that. It can either be painted or it can come already um, painted and clad on there so you don't have to do that element. And then on the inside, you can paint it or it can come in the exact same color that you have on the outside. Right now, we've been using black on the outside and black on the inside. Um, that comes that way, which is wonderful and nice. Um, and just because you have a black inside on the interior of the window doesn't necessarily mean that all of your trim, your casing around the window has to be black. That can still be painted white or still painted your trim color and look magnificent. And then also, don't forget about your pocket doors. It's from the same vendor. They can open and close, um, slide like a true sliding door. And then, of course, now they have these beautiful um, bifold panels that happen that can um, you can kind of accordion, close them down, look beautiful. And again, you can choose your color. Whites, grays, off-whites, and black look spectacular. So don't forget to check those out. Plan for them. 
probably have another episode. We'll have some pictures that you can physically see them. Big, big fan of Pella. Just was at their new showroom in Durham, North Carolina last week. Amazed by the new material that's out there. So definitely plan enough time for those windows. When you look at them, um, they are amazing. Tile, tile, tile. It, again, is more elements. It's out there, all kinds of stuff happening, all beautiful textures and colors. Grouts are now much easier to deal with, much stronger. They last. They don't hold as much stain. Technology with them has come an incredible, incredible long way. I'd like to show you a couple pictures. These are from my friends on a recent trip to Florida Tile. This is actually their showroom in Morrisville, North Carolina. Uh, there's Florida Tile showrooms all around, so be sure and then give them um, a shout out or set up an appointment. Go look at what they have. This, I just kind of wanted you to see the process. I like to pick the tiles out for different rooms, lay them out and read them, get a general idea of where they're going to go. I'll actually put post-it notes on it and that way have a, a, a good idea where they're going to go. Save them to my pictures and then even shoot videos, talk about where they're going to go. So that way, a couple of months down the road, six months, a year down the road, when you forget what you've done or you need to look at something else, you can pull up those pictures and they work absolutely just incredibly well. The next slide that I would like you to look at, kind of want to remind you guys, if you're only audio right now, when you get a chance, be sure and log into YouTube. You can see these pictures I'm talking about, um, which is um, fabulous to be able to check them out. Um, this is a, actually a porcelain tile that's meant to look like an aged brick. It has divots. It has pits in it. Um, beautiful. This is from Urban Brick, I believe. I think that on the one of the pictures I have the back of it. This is a standard size brick, so it's about two and a half, three inches tall, maybe about six inches wide. Um, this is actually set right now in almost a third. You can do it in half and a half or traditional brick pattern. Don't forget you get to pick out your grout and your mortar. Beautiful element. Um, my hand down there at the bottom, actually I'm wearing a jacket, so it was clearly cool at the time and happy I cut my thumbnail. So beautiful, something again, that's timeless. It's a takeoff on something that's really, really old, but they put a sheen on it and it could, in my mind can either roll a little bit contemporary or it could roll a little bit traditional. This is going to be the back of any of the product or specialty you get, this happens to be the one that we were just looking at. It gives you the urban brick. It's also going to give you the size of the material, often give you a picture and the SKU number. These are really, really important when you're laying everything out and you have all of your notes and when you get ready to place the order. Um, Again, one of the reasons I like to take pictures of everything is that when the orders come back for me to approve and to sign off on, you can physically look at it and see it. And um, that's a general idea. And also, you can kind of see this picture, you know, hey, this is kind of cool. I like it. And just by the way, this is also set up at 50% or a brick pattern, which means there's a joint every 50% of the tile. This is showing um, how I like to lay everything out and see if it works. And you can see my uh, post-it notes and what rooms and what areas are going. You have your countertop material, which is at the, the bottom of the slide. And then off to the right, you have uh, a floor tile that I'm using. This is actually a pattern tile. And then the blue tile above it represents the, uh, the 
the tile that's going to go in the shower and that as a very rough hand thrown look to it. And I try with this particular option, I tried to pull the, the blue out of the floor tile up to the shower so you can see it. And then on the far left, that gray represents the cabinet. So you lay all these off and you see them together and see how they work. I think this was magnificent. Um, this is actually down in Wilmington, the counter shop down there that I looked at. Very, very pleased and very happy, happy with it. Think it's beautiful. And shout out to Kitchen and Bath Magazine. This side slide shows that pattern tile that I just talked about that we were looking in the picture. Um, when you look at it, you only see when it's a when it's a pattern or when it's a graphic, um, one of four. And when you put them all together, you're able to see how it looks and how it pulls. Uh, this bathroom is recently wrapped up. I'll try and get you guys a picture. You can see it. The The sample board is the gray cabinet. And again, you can see how that pulls. And then remember, we had that countertop that we looked at that had the steepling on it. Absolutely beautiful. This bathroom came out magnificent. Um, again, this shows my fun post-it notes uh, back at Florida Tile uh, and how everything works together uh, and having a great idea of what goes where. It's easy to forget what happens. So if you label them, put those post-it notes up there, it's easy to remember, shoot a video and shoot some pictures. And large format tile. Uh, this is coming on strong and I hope it never goes away. This is a huge tile. This is probably 30 inches wide and oh my gosh, four feet tall. These are fabulous in shower and wall elements. You certainly have fewer grout lines. Uh, the cost has come down. It's not as expensive as it was before, but your labor cost is definitely a little bit more because they're heavy and you have to put them up. These are porcelain. These are not natural. So that does cut back on the cost a little bit. But this larger format and larger scale tile, magnificent. Have to love it. Have to do some planning. This particular one could be amazing with blues and with grade solid tiles. I wouldn't use this everywhere. Just use it in an accent area or a shower. But most definitely beautiful and a strong design element. This one is all whites, porcelains, and grays. Um, this is a, just to let you know, on one side of the glass is a wet room. So this has the shower and the tub. And I wanted you to see how I took the larger format tile in the shower or the wet area, which is on the inside of the grid, and then reduced it to a smaller format on the floor and then did this in a herringbone pattern. Um, used a darker grout. I think it was iron, iron ore. So therefore you see that pattern, beautiful. And then I carry that exact same pattern up on the ceiling. It's, it's gonna be difficult to see it um, in the photograph. But also remember if you have a wet area and you, um, and you don't have an area that the air can escape, the moisture can ex escape. Don't forget to tile that um, upper area because it's a really big deal. This is a magnificent, absolutely love it. And if you're asking about, oh my gosh, the, the glass grid wall, we'll talk about that in the future in glass enclosures, but beautiful, absolutely beautiful. So I believe we are getting close to the end of this podcast. Um, don't forget to tune in um, next week. We're going to talk about countertops. So we're going to carry on the conversation to um, 
the uh, other elements of how I do that and how that's important and uh, see how all that works and how that happens. And we're also going to talk about something major that's happening, pervious and impervious materials. Please listen and tune in for that. That has become a really hot topic in this general area that I am. It's likely already important into the area, area that you are. So we're going to discuss that and a couple of other design elements. I want to thank Thank my sponsors, Jenny Blanton, um, handling all of your real estate needs. Uh, anything in the Raleigh, Durham, Cary area, Samford, be sure and give her a call. And also Dogwood and Company, your luxury builders, your high end, and also remodeling. Any of that happens, be sure give them a call. See if they can't help you out. Thank you so much for tuning in to this podcast. Hopefully you learned a little bit. And definitely want to ask you to subscribe to this. Um, I'm in a couple of different platforms. So if you can't see me, you can listen to me. And hopefully we will teach you a little something and be sure and laugh and enjoy the process. So I hope you guys have a great day and tune in again real soon. <laughs>